I'm currently recording on the floor of my mother-in-law's home with my microphone on top of a container for kids blocks and I'm grateful that I have this opportunity because in less than 24 hours my family and I will be leaving for a five-month training and I will not have this microphone with me uh, I may or may not have my computer uh, and so there are a lot of unknowns ahead but I knew before I left that I wanted to have one more episode to close out season one of the Where Did You See God podcast. You know, earlier this week, I came across an old Facebook post from a year ago in which I began to hint out that I might be doing something like this. Uh, And it was something to the effect of, hey, pretty soon I might be coming at you with a microphone to get your stories. Be ready. You know, when I started this podcast, I didn't really have any plans. I didn't, I didn't know what it was I wanted to do. I didn't even know if I wanted to do a podcast. But I had this sense that God wanted to use this unique season that I had entered into, where I didn't have a job, where I had access to time and access to people, to go and just capture stories. And you hear me talk about stories a lot on here. I mean, that's the whole thing about this podcast is is stories. But more than that, it's capturing what it is that we see in Scripture, that God is a, is a storyteller. He's an incredible storyteller, and that he gives so many amazing stories, but he doesn't want us just to hold on to them. He wants us to tell them, and that's what you see in Scripture is those stories being told, and even hear the call to continue to tell those stories, to remember And yet, so often, uh, in the American church especially, we struggle to tell our stories. We struggle to even believe we have stories to tell. And what happens is that pushes us more and more into isolation. What happens is it diminishes more and more the reality that we have incredible strength because of the power at work within us. You know, the past year, recording all these episodes has been a real gift and blessing to me. There have been so many moments where it's encouraged me. There have been so many moments where God's caught me off guard with some connection or some revelation or some just incredible moment. And I've been encouraged hearing from some of you about how uh, hearing one of the guests share their story inspired or motivated or challenged you. I've been encouraged by the guests who have shared that being able to share their story uh, ended up encouraging encouraging, motivating, inspiring themselves. And so thank you for giving me this space to share your stories, to process my own story, to explore this God, this amazing storyteller who is doing things abundantly more than we could ask or think. In this season finale episode, I sit down with my friend Josh. Some of you that have been following us on Facebook may have noticed that uh, a few months back I was on a podcast called Let God Die. And some of you might have saw the title and were concerned that I was disowning my faith, but they intentionally have that title with a lowercase g because, and he'll share more about this, what they know is there are so many misconceptions about this amazing storytelling God. Josh has done 117 episodes of hearing people's stories of God at work, And I was curious what that experience was like for him, 
what that experience was like for his guests, how God used the simple act of telling and hearing stories to do abundantly more than we could ask or think. You are listening to episode 29 of the Where Did You See God podcast. I'm excited because I'm sitting in a way with uh, my friend Josh, and I got to meet Josh through his podcast, Let God Die, and uh, I got to be on it, and we had a really great conversation, and, and I just remember after really enjoying the conversation, feeling like the conversation wasn't done. And so before we get going, I'd love to pray, so I'm going to do that. Father God, I want to just thank you that you are God and you are good and for the gift of stories, for the gift of being able to share stories, for the gift of technology that allows us to share stories and conversations from a distance. And right now, Lord, we just know that um, anything can happen with mics and computers. Uh, so we lift this time to you, um, but we also lift it to you because we want it to be your time. We want you to be glorified and honored. So right now we just invite the Holy Spirit in. Uh, if there's something you want to do at this time that we're not aware of, um, just guide our words, guide our thoughts, guide our questions. Um, and ultimately, we want all this to be um, not for us, but for you. So be glorified. All this pray in his holy name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, hey, Josh. Hey, Paul. <laughs> good, to, uh, good to talk to you again, man. Good, good to talk to you again as well. Um, before we get going, uh, I want people to know about your podcast because it's awesome. Um, what's the elevator pitch of what Let God Die is? Oh man, elevator pitch. Uh, I usually have the long version. I'll try to keep it brief. Um, <laughs> it's it's a tall building. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Tall building, elevator pitch. There are some stops along the way. That's cool. Uh, that's my style. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I want to say 10 or 12 years ago, um, I had this idea that, you know, instead of defending the name of God, like I usually f used to function, um, just recognizing that people in my life that were uh, rejecting God were rejecting their current understanding of him. Um, and not the fullness of who he is, not the reality of who the God of the Bible is. Um, so kind of coming from that vantage point of uh, communicating with people in a different way and trying to like get down to, all right, what is the root of their current understanding of God? Um, and uh, how does that not line up with the God of the Bible? And uh, can, can we kind of like go somewhere with that conversation um, instead of just, you know, people being like, yeah, I want nothing to do with Jesus and then being like, why not? Blah, blah, blah. Um, just kind of understanding that uh, they're probably rejecting a lot of aspects of the character of God that are not true of the character of God. Um, so, uh, and then there's more story with that too, but um, I'll just keep that brief. Uh, uh, on the other side of the coin, um, there was a period of time that I was, I was like, man, I, I've, experience God in a real way that I can't just shake off. I can't just uh, deny. Um, but at the same time, I feel like there are a lot of things about the God of the Bible that don't line up with my experiences of who God is. So uh, I had this point in time where I was like, either I'm believing a lot of wrong things or the God of the Bible is wrong. Um, so uh, I went through this time period of really just digging deep. And my, uh, my prayer daily was just... Um, like, hey, God, like, I want to read your word without an agenda um, and really just in a way where I, you know, put everything on the table, like, just kind of destroy the perceptions I have of you that are, uh, that don't have any foundation, that have just been the result of what I've been told, of uh, maybe my interpretation of experiences that have been wrong. 
um, because of some foundational things that are wrong. Um, and just kind of wanting to put everything out there and just say like, all right, I'm open to the fact that a lot of what I've, you know, built my, my, the house of my life, you know, like the foundation, um, uh, you know, may, may need to be completely stripped. It, things might need to be completely stripped down to the foundation and even the foundation changed, um, for me to really understand who you are. So, uh, that was a terrifying, uh, time process. Um, and I mean, I think I would say that that's when it really started for me. And this was probably more than 10 years ago. Um, that kind of, I, I think nowadays people call it a deconstruction process or whatever. Um, I, I was, I don't know. It, to me, it was more, it wasn't like this crisis of faith where I was just like, uh, completely shattered. It was more so just, um, recognizing there are some things that I believe my whole entire life that might not be made based on anything foundational. You know, there, it, it might just be the result of tradition or things that sound good. Um, I think that's a big thing. Um, cause sometimes when I talk about this stuff, uh, I think maybe even, um, where people's mind goes to is like, uh, I guess like harsh things about God, recognizing that those things aren't true. But, um, I think also there are so many things that, um, I wanted to believe about God, um, because they were ultimately self-serving, uh, to me or, uh, you know, not necessarily full out prosperity gospel, but just things that you're like, all right, well, you know, if I'm walking straight with Jesus, like certain things I I can expect for those things not to happen in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to get on a little bit of a soapbox here, but I, I hope it's cool. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, even just the other day, just in church, um, and I don't know, I'm, I'm trying not to be ultra critical of things, but we were just singing a, a worship song about the promises of God. Um, and it was like this really cool thing, you know, just like God's promises, find their yes and amen. And um, whereas I believe that's true, uh, I couldn't help but thinking like, man, like, I would love to talk more and more and more about what are the promises of God? You know, like, uh, when Jesus said to the disciples, you know, like when you're persecuted, you know, (laughs) um, when the world comes at you, um, Mm -hmm. when you lose everything for my name's sake, you know, things like that. Um, just a lot of the promises of God are, uh, are not that we will have good circumstances. Um, it's not that our uh, friends or family members even will be faithful and loyal to us. It's not that, um, no, there are just so many things that I think, uh, we might perceive as promises of God, um, that, that are not the case. Uh, but ultimately the, the most important thing being that, you know, uh, Emmanuel meaning God with us, just that he is with us, you know, through, through mm-hmm. those things. Uh, when we're walking in step with him, he's there every step of the way leading us by his spirit. And, um, that's more important than any other, you know, like physical, tangible, um, circumstantial pros- uh, promise, um, that, uh, that I think is easier to, to grab onto. Um, so, uh, I, th- I think going through that time period, period years ago, um, really just built built my foundation in a way that uh when life did come crashing down on me and i you know was kind of like all right i just want to give up on everything mm-hmm. um i kind of it kind of came to this point of all right like these things were not promised in the first place um and like this sucks but uh i know that god is god is good um and that god has a, a future for me 
Um, it might look completely different than what I was anticipating, but just uh, trusting that he is good um, and that probably my definition of good mm-hmm. needs to shift a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of like the the snapshot uh, long elevator pitch uh, with <laughs> where let God die, <laughs> die came from, um, understanding that people that reject God are rejecting their current understanding of him. Um, for us who follow God, we are following our current understanding of him and that hopefully uh, we will be continually growing in that and refining that process. So with the podcast, um, we started the podcast four or five years ago. Um, For a long time, it was just an idea. Um, It was something that shaped my interactions with people. Um, And then it became, we're moving into a video ministry. um, And that just took so much time putting videos together. Um, And uh, with uh, with a podcast, uh, my buddy Calvin, who he's my co-host, He's just like one of the people in my life that I look up to a ton um, as as a bro in in life and in Christ um, who's had a big impact on me. And um, I asked him to be a part of it just because I, I know that he handles people really well. You know, I, I think he just like has a lot of compassion um, and he makes a lot of connecting points and really just sees people for the value that they have. So, um, yeah, so we just started the podcast. Uh, we're, I think, 117 episodes in. And we uh, just dive into people's stories about how they came to Christ. Um, And typically, what is the big misunderstanding about the character of God or what it means to follow him that they have kind of grown past or grown through Mm -hmm. uh, in their walks? So it's been a a pretty wild ride, but it's been really cool. And uh, it was really cool uh, having you on recently. Um, There was a friend of mine who... um, I might have shared this with you, but she uh, she contacted me saying that like everything that you had you had been saying was mm-hmm. right in line with what she was dealing with um, and some de- decisions that she need needed to make. So it was just like really cool timing with stuff like that. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, not pu- not to pump you up, Paul, but more so uh, <laughs> God's t- God's timing with it, you know. Um, and just Absolutely. thank you for being faithful to share your story. Well, and that and that's a great segue to just a thought that I've been sitting with. That, you know, what you and I in our separate podcast kind of stepped into as creating a space for stories, um, we actually had no idea, no clue what God actually could and would do with those stories. And so I had no idea, right, about that young lady when I was sharing with you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and yet God was doing something through our words collectively that we had no clue about. And so, you know, you, you've done 117 episodes. That's a lot of conversations. That's a lot of stories. And so I'd love to hear, as you look back onto how you understood um, your podcast when it first started and where things are now, how have you seen God work through the gift of storytelling? What has God done through allowing you to listen to so many stories? I think it's just kind of expanded my uh my view of uh, just the the vastness of god um i mean just kind of like on a maybe more general terms um just the fact that like we've had this many conversations with this many people and uh calvin always brings up like man it blows me away that like no one's story is the same as somebody else's you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. um and uh so many stories that are just raw um and don't really have resolve to them i guess you could say um, I think that's been a big thing is um, wanting to explore um, not just 
oh, how did you come to Christ? And, you know, assuming that everything's been uh, just nice and easy flowing since that time, you know, often Mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, going, uh, often the stories like even sometimes start at the moment that people came to Christ. Um, And then we dive into, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, yeah, what's something that you've been growing in since then? You know, like, uh, I think it's, that's a really cool thing about God is like, he gets a hold of our hearts. Um, uh, when he wants to, um, when we're all messy and, uh, I don't know, you know, like that's like when the process starts. Um, I mean, I think about the disciples like crazy, just the fact that these guys were walking with Jesus for, you know, a few years, uh, a lot of them, um, and they still didn't get it. Um, they didn't really get right. what he was about, but he still sent them out, you know, to, to do ministry yeah. without him. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think just exploring stories beyond just what what brought you to the moment of coming to Christ and getting into um, what has been the story since. Um, so uh, I think it's expanded my view a lot of just uh, the 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 ways that God works that are so outside mm-hmm. of uh, our comprehension, um, and just like uh, it, I think a lot of the time it's easy to think maybe in terms of like ministry and programs and events as like those being like big monumental um maybe moments uh for you know for an altar call i'm not bashing on that that idea at all but um just that like god does use those um but sometimes he uses the silence of someone alone in their bedroom um just being at an ultra low point um Mm -hmm. or someone who is uh content living their own way but, uh, you know, and is like genuinely happy, but like, there's still this, this emptiness where they're just like, huh, like I've gotten everything that I, uh, you know, that I work towards and it doesn't really mean anything, you know? Um, right. So I, I think, uh, a lot of the stories have just surprised me in, in some ways. Yeah. It's just been really eye opening. Uh, most of the people that we've had on are, uh, people that have said things that, you know, just the way that they say it is something that I'd never heard, you know, somebody else say. Um, mm-hmm. And those are the things that really stick with me. Um, so, uh, yeah, one, one thing that um, we realized, well, I realized recently, I think I think maybe Calvin would say the same. Maybe he got this way earlier than I did, and I'm just slow to the game. But um, <laughs> just that, like, uh, these conversations with people, are it's just like such a blessing to have them with people. And uh, the fact that we get to share it being a bonus, you know, um, for the longest time, I, I think I looked at it as like, oh, this is a really cool thing to put out there, like to make public. And like, we really want people to hear these stories because they're powerful stories. And, you know, ultimately they lift, lift the name of God up. But, uh, more recently just realizing like, man, I've needed to hear this stuff. Um, there have been yeah. so many conversations that we've had that me and Calvin both have stepped away and we we're like, man, that was for me. Uh, I don't even really care if anyone else hears this. Like, I want them to hear this, but uh, even if no one else did, um, I was still challenged. Uh, I was still encouraged. Um, so uh, so that's been a really cool thing. I'm sorry if uh, that didn't answer your question because I don't remember your question. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, but it does. It's, you know, the the power that stories can have, and, and particularly for the listener, because I, I would agree, I... I have found the same thing that after there has never been a story that I've listened to through this podcast or even in life, but somebody sharing their story that I left, you know, wishing I hadn't heard it. Right. Like I always leave 
appreciative. And, and, I, and I feel like part of it is because when somebody's really telling the story of God at work within them, that story is alive. Like it's not yeah. just this collection of words. There's, there is this life to it. And, you know, Cal hit it when he, you know, said that, wow, how, how is it that after a hundred some stories, none of them are the same? Yeah. You know, not only is it that they are unique, um, just as unique as we are individually, but there is a power that comes through the words. And especially when it takes the form of, of dialogue, like in y'all's podcast, I mean, y'all are just everybody's kind of jumping in and bouncing off each other and, and expanding what is um, the foundation of the story into something even uh, bigger and, and more amazing. And yeah, and I, you know, when I've listened to, um, you know, you all post yours as a podcast, but you also post it on YouTube and the YouTube ones tend to be more of the full conversation. And, and that's one of the things that I've appreciated about the longer version is the post conversation where, you know, the, the person telling the story has left and it's just you and Calvin and y'all are just like sitting there like, yeah, dude, what, what did we just experience? That was, oh man, I needed that. That was amazing. And so, yeah, there's, there's, there's power for the person listening. Um, but that leads me to another question that just popped in my mind, you know, thinking back over the, you know, hundred plus folks that have shared their story, you as a listener have, have received a gift from that. What has the impact been for the storyteller? Have you heard accounts from someone after they shared of what that experience did for them? Let's see. Actually, just last night, I think this relates. I was talking to a cousin of mine. He was on episode, I think it was 42. I don't have the, uh, the numbers memorized. Uh, we just happened to repost his and, uh, he referenced the number. So, um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, so his name is Jesse Campbell and we've had him on a few times. Um, he's just one of those guys that really wise dude, really humble dude. And he's had a big impact on my walk. Yeah. So he, I'll tell you a little bit of the story that he shared in that episode. Um, so he uh, took a trip to Uganda by himself. He went over there to to meet a pastor who uh, runs a church um, in uh, one of the villages. Um, and uh, he'd never met this guy in person, didn't know anyone who knew this guy in person. Uh, he just met him through like a MySpace message board or something. And he was like, oh, it sounds safe enough. So uh, yeah, and it, it ended up being legit and everything. But yeah, he was saying that there was this uh, time that there was um, a guy who was who was blind, and he was just like, man, I have total faith that God's going to heal this guy. Uh, prayed for him. Nothing happened, and there there was a crowd gathered around at that point because, you know, him being, you know, like the only white guy in the village and like the only English speaker, like there was kind of, you know, some commotion about it. He said like, yeah, just nothing happened, and like a bunch of the people around just like laughed, you know, like they thought it was just like, you know, kind of made a mockery of it. And he said that he was just like, man, I, I just don't know what to do with this. Cause like, God, I thought you're going to show up, you know? And here's like the, the, the first like experience these people have had with, with, with the God that we serve, uh, you know, is a healing that didn't take place. Hmm. But yeah, so it, he, he had shared that with me years ago where he was just saying like, yeah, I, I really just don't know how to look at this situation. Um, it's just still hard for me to wrap my head around. That was something that he shared with me in confidence. And um, yeah, it was cool just like talking back and forth about just like, man, I don't know. I think it's really important that we're obedient, you know, um, mm-hmm. and that when we when we get to see a result, that's kind of icing on the cake. But at the same time, like I totally get 
where it wasn't just about your personal humiliation, but more so like what that says about the God that you serve to those people. Um, or what could, what potentially could be said, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, years after that, um, I, I remember contacting him and just saying like, man, I, I know that's a story that was really difficult for you to share, like just with me. And this might be a little bit much to ask, but would you be willing to share it on the podcast? <laughs> and he thought about it and he was just like, you know, something like, I, I think, I think it would be good, you know, just, uh, I think it's good to share, uh, you know, our, whether you want to call that a failure or whatever, you know? Um, but to, to share a pl potential situations that, uh, could cause a lot of discouragement or did cause a lot of discouragement. Um, and really just to talk through those things. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, he just last night was uh, just thanking me for the opportunity to, to share that and said that it was really good for him to, uh, to share that, you know, in that forum. Um, and, uh, you know, just, being able to share was a, a cool reminder of him of like just the power of obedience, you know, um, the value of obedience. So, um, I, I don't know that we've had a lot of people come back and say like, uh, you know, that sharing in particular was something huge for them, um, outside of several people that we know. Cause I, I would say a lot of the people that we've had on the show are just kind of, you know, they're normal people. They're not people with like a platform necessarily. Some people, right. some people do have their own podcasts or are in bands, you know? Um, so people have heard their stories, but a lot of the people have been people that, uh, have these really awesome stories, like really real stories of God showing up in their life. But, um, they're either not, you know, quote unquote dynamic or they, uh, are just not in a position to share it like, uh, uh amongst a bunch of people or, you know, they're, maybe a shy person, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, it's been really cool just to highlight and be like, no, like your story has value. So, yeah. uh, so some of the, some of those people have, have told me that like they've had coworkers who've listened to the podcast, you know, and the, that coworker has come up to them and been like, Oh, I had no idea. And, you know, turned into like really cool talks with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think more than anything, I, I think it's just like so valuable to share your, our stories with each other yeah. just because every single time that I share my story, if it's somebody who's like really paying attention, you know, and, and cares mm -hmm. and cares, uh, they make connections that I didn't, you know, where they're just like, Oh yeah. man, it's really cool that God showed up in this way. And to me, I'm like, Oh, yep. Uh, didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. So that that's one thing that I absolutely love about doing this is making connections. And I think that just naturally happens. Yeah. Um, without trying to force it, that's not something we try to force, but just because we have the same spirit of the living God living in us, um, I think it just kind of mm -hmm. naturally happens. And it's just, uh, so I think on, on, on that note, you know, just making those connections and uh, pointing out things with each other's stories, that's really valuable. But also just the fact that, man, uh, I feel like the, in the church, there isn't enough space for sharing testimony and sharing, uh, uh, story. Um, some, sometimes I feel like it's this unintended, um, message that's conveyed that like Jesus did all this stuff 2000 years ago. And like, let's just talk about those stories. Um, and I'm not at all saying, you know, like replacing, <laughs> replacing God's word with, uh, you know, our experience and our interpretation mm -hmm. of, of our experience. To me, there's something so cool about hearing someone that I know share their very real story of God intersecting their life and just like, oh, yeah, I mean, God is still active, you know, 
Um, like mm-hmm. the whole concept mm-hmm. of yours, where did you see God? It's like, not just let's talk about these accounts of God being at work thousands of years ago, but let's also share the story of God at work now yeah. and not lose sight of the fact that that same God, you know, cares for you in the day to day and uh, wants to mm-hmm. invite you into what he's doing in the world around you. Well, I love the distinction you made between, you know, the person who knows they have uh, a story to share or they know that they're a dynamic um, speaker and and the person who doesn't feel like they have the capacity to share or doesn't feel like they have a story to share. Yeah. Um, you know, the reality is, is that God is intersecting all of our lives. And if we are beginning to look for that, we will begin to see the story. And you, you made a comment earlier about how this isn't about, all right, tell us your locked-in story that's done, and, you know, this is how we became a Christian, boom. You know, sometimes the stories are undone. Sometimes the stories are still in process. In fact, I would say almost, like, (laughs) we can have stories that have nice wrapped-up endings, but our, our stories are continuing. I think what I've been encouraged by is the moments when someone who didn't think they had a story to tell suddenly discovered that they did. Oh, I love it. Um, and the process there, I mean, yeah, and it's like the process there can be uh, long, can be a little messy, can be a little tricky. You know, I mentioned that, you know, one of my episodes uh, with a, a, my friend Aisha, you know, it just, it took a while for us to finally get together. And one of the things that she shared is, you know, there, there are parts of her story, she's like, people know my story already. And there was a part of her that didn't want to share because of that. But but the reality is, is that God had a story that he wanted to tell. Um, yeah. It was very clear that we were supposed to get together and get in front of a mic, even if we didn't know why. And 30, 40 minutes later, to see what God did with her story, how it came to life, how there were elements that came out, kind of like what you were saying, that there was connections that rose up that she hadn't noticed before, that I hadn't noticed before. And and I know that she left encouraged, and I left very encouraged. I had um, a conversation with my friend Carolyn, and it was a similar thing where she uh, didn't know what she was going to share. And when we actually sat down, we didn't know what the episode was going to be about. Um, but I thought of it when you mentioned obedience earlier, because uh, she's like, I do have you know one small thing that just happened. And that built into an entire episode that we ended up calling Meeting God Through Obedience. But what was so beautiful is that not only did God flesh out some things for her, not only did he expand what she thought was going to be a short story, but he began to make connections that blew our mind because the previous episode was called Meeting God Through Loss and Addiction. By the end of the episode with Carolyn, we suddenly, it became clear the connections between those two episodes, between um, her and Logan, and this greater story that came from their separate stories. And and so all that to say, I, I think what I would love for more and more people to, to realize is that everyone has a story. Everyone has a story of value and worth. Uh, and that it's not one that should be compared to someone else's, to the dynamic speaker or to the person that he has the amazing conversion experience. No, because our stories are our stories for a reason, because God is doing something specifically and uniquely for us. And who are we to say whether that story has value or not? And, and yeah. how are we to know who it is God may put in our path that 
needs to hear that story. That man, I, that's like one of my favorite things in the world is people that um, don't think that they have a story. I mean, I right. think for in large part because uh, that's where I was for forever. Because mm. um, it was, you know, most of the stories that I that I heard, um, like the testimonies that I heard growing up, were um, this is going to sound terrible, maybe, but but like marketable, um, right? You know, like yeah, they yeah. had a. <laughs> You know, they like they had appeal, you know, um, mm-hmm. because they, they had some dynamic component. Um, so, of course, this was never said, but like, you know, the only stories that I was hearing were those stories. So um, it just kind of automatically gave me this um, this feeling of like, oh, well, I guess God's worked in my life in a real way. You know, like I've experienced mm-hmm. him, but like I don't really have any value to add, you know, because like. I don't know if, if they have this just like a crazy story and I just have one that's like, I don't know, there's just nothing exciting in it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, why would I share, you know, um, they've already done it or whatever. Right. Um, so uh, I, I think it was a matter of several people taking an active interest in who I was, um, to like give me kind of like the, just instill in me that, oh no, you're you matter because you're a person that, and, uh, there was just, there was one night in particular just laying, uh, on my futon, uh, at my house, my old house that, uh, it was, it was the weirdest thing, but just in this moment, it was like, God just like connected all these different things in my life that I never realized. And, uh, just kind of like expanded my uh, understanding of, uh, all the different areas that he was at work in. Mm. And, and that's one thing that I love is like, as we share our stories and as we listen to other people's stories, it's just kind of, yeah, you look back on the past in a different context, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. you see things that you didn't see before. Um, not that no, you, right. not that you forgot, but just, you know, over time, it's just like, Oh, that thing led to this thing. Um, or like mm-hmm. God redeemed this thing. And, uh, I just th- kind of thought it was something that I was going to live with forever. That was just kind of like an area of weakness. But mm-hmm. when it's, you know, like his, <laughs> his strength in our weakness, it's like, yeah, maybe that maybe that er- that thing was an area of weakness, um, and it was never about you in the first place. It was about him being mm. being the strength, um, not not a, mm-hmm. in making you to be a strong person, but him being the source, and uh, you know, just him being the strength. Yeah, you and I would both agree that you know there's there's power in telling our stories, that there's power uh, and value for the person hearing the story, and there's power. Um, in value for the person telling the story. You know, you and I both believe that creating a space like what we do in our podcasts, where you know we're just being fully open, and honest, and dialoguing, and then sharing that why that there is there is a, a real value to that. But you know, you and I also know that not every story necessarily needs to be on a podcast. So, what would your advice be to someone who? isn't telling their story because, yeah, they don't think it's marketable or they don't want to have their voice heard by hundreds or thousands of people. What would you tell the person who has a viable story to tell but isn't sure they should or could tell it? Uh, so, gosh, I don't think that I'm uh, much of like a telling people things person. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm like a question, asking, question asker um, just at heart. My, my wife... Uh, She's brought up recently, and it's been super encouraging. She's just said things like, yeah, I don't really understand, like, how you ask the questions that you do because they mm. often do, like, try to, you know, they do 
kind of get answers out of people that you know she was just like i I would just wouldn't think to ask Mm -hmm. those questions i think more than anything like i want to i want to ask good questions more than i want to make big statements you know right and i think one beautiful thing about that is uh it kind of like gives permission for the person to uh to maybe come to a conclusion um and like feel like they came to a conclusion even though you might have kind of led them there or, or given them kind of like the opportunity to get there. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying, Oh, I'm a pro at that or anything. I'm just saying that like, mm-hmm. I feel, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Just when it comes to like, what would you tell, tell a person? I'm just like, ah, uh, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. a better question is what would you ask a person? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know. I think it depends on the person, but, um, there have been, I can think of, there's a music festival that I was at that I, uh, just asked these guys like, Hey, what's your story? Um, in, in coming to God. And a couple of them said like, yeah, I don't really have much of a story. And, uh, I kind of lit up because I was just like, Oh man, like, let's kind of, <laughs> let's kind of like take some time and really try to see if we can get somewhere with this, you know? Um, and it wasn't, so, it wasn't some epic thing, but like it kind of, kind of lit me up just cause it was like, man, I felt like that for so long. Um, and I, I would have said things like that for so long, but, um, it, yeah. So it kind of just like pushed me because I knew they were a believer, you know, and that they seemed to be, mm-hmm. to have some openness just like with answering questions, you know, um, I would never want to like push someone who's legitimately uncomfortable with opening up to a new person, you know, into a place that right. they're just like, you know, ultra awkward. Um, but for people that do kind of have that, uh, you can just kind of tell that they want to be transparent, but maybe don't know how to, um, I think, uh, just like sharing our stories, you know, um, and not just the, the highlights, but some of the daily stuff. I think when we are able to like invite people in, um, and just be like, mm. yeah, this is, you know, I don't know, this is where I was. Um, not in a way that pumps us up and makes us look good, but if we can just share in a way that like we're real with our flaws and with our shortcomings um, and the fact that we've met uh, the God who is perfect and, you know, redeems those things. Mm. I I, I guess that's kind of my immediate thought is like, not so much what would I tell a person, but maybe um, I, I would want to like share with them, maybe even my similar feelings of like, Yep, uh, I was in that spot too, um, and I think just kind of asking questions about like where they came from, what their upbringing was. Um, I, th- I think one of the questions that is my favorite to ask for people in that situation is like, "All right, so like when when would you say that your faith became your own?" Um, just because mm-hmm. uh, I, I think for people who really are following Jesus, um, who who maybe grew up in the church and that was just kind of like all they've ever known. Um, sometimes there is kind of the feeling of like, oh, I just didn't really choose this. Um, I just kind of, it's always been there. Um, but ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, there probably was a point, even if it wasn't a specific day or what, whatnot, there probably was a point yeah. that it became, you know, uh, their decision. And, um, it was something that they moved into rather than just, uh, you know, it's not just this thing that you're born into, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really good designation between telling and asking. Um, you know, what it makes me think of is, uh, and it sounds like you, you experienced this as well. Uh, um, I remember growing up the pressure of telling your testimony, 
Like there's this, you, you have to be ready to tell your testimony, to tell your story of how you got saved. And i and I was, you know, I think we talked about this actually in the episode we did together of like, I don't have that grand conversion experience. Yeah. And so for a long time, I didn't want to tell my story. I didn't feel there was a story to tell. I didn't, but there is this, at the same time though, there was this, it felt like there was a pressure that to be a good Christian, you have to tell a story. And so I think yeah. that's, I appreciate your designation because, um, you know, you and I and Calvin with our podcast, that's not what we're, you know, <laughs> for us, it's not an obligation or an expectation. For us, it's opportunity. We, we have experienced um, the power of telling our own stories. We've experienced the power of hearing other people's stories, and we want others to experience that. Yeah. We want others to feel how God can work through that. But because we know that there are those misconceptions around testimonies in the church and the expectations there, I think what you mentioned is, is a really powerful thing, is how can we be- get better at knowing questions that can produce dialogue. Yeah. Um, and that one you mentioned is great. When did your faith become your own? Um, you know, it makes me think of um, this book that my wife and I are working through. We just celebrated our 10th anniversary. and Oh, congrats, man. Thank you. <laughs> you know, we want to continue to grow together. Um, and, you know, marriage is hard. And even at 10 years, there's still a lot of things that we have to learn. And uh, in this book, there are activities. And one of the activities was this list of 30 questions and you each chose a question and asked the other person and it was open-ended and they answered. And, you know, there's a beauty and power to open-ended questions. Yeah. Um, but we ended up talking about things that we wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Um, and it, and it didn't feel forced. It felt very natural because it's, it's funny, even though we can often have a resistance to sharing our stories, it's amazing that moment when we realize we also have a desire to yeah. share stories. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to be known. The difference is, do we feel safe or not? And so mm-hmm. how can we all get better at creating safe atmospheres, whether it's on a podcast or whether it's sitting uh, on two Adirondack chairs by a lake? Um, how can we get better at creating safe spaces for someone to be able to share who they are? Yeah, and I think that's a good way of putting it with a uh, safe spaces, you know, just that it's not a strategy. Um, you know, like mm-hmm. I think, I think maybe it, it can be easy to, to fall into the, that mindset, you know, of just like, Hey, these are some strategic questions you can ask somebody or, um, but yeah, just, I, I think that, um, I don't know, just like actually having compassion goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and seeing someone as someone who matters, um, and, uh, just being present, um, and uh, I mean, I, I'm saying this as as things that I've noticed in other people that they've modeled for me that like have made a difference and not as things that I've mm. attained and that I <laughs> am perfect with, you know, but yeah. things that I'm just like, man, I, I want to be that kind mm-hmm. of person. But yeah, totally. just that safe space where uh, when you were saying that, you know, people want to share their story, it's like, yeah, and th- then there are people that want to have a story, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, and don't think that they don't think that they have. So yeah, that that can be the tough thing is like, uh, you know, some people just want someone to listen and other people are like, uh, if someone was there to really listen, I don't know what I would say. Right. You know? So I think just kind of walking, yeah. walking through things with people and just like, yeah, yeah, being available. And that would be my encouragement to that, to that person. So you, you made the good statement. I don't remember how you worded it, but something to the effect of um, engaging people um, in a way that indicates that they matter. Yeah. I think the other end of that is for that person that you just mentioned, 
for them to operate in in such a way that indicates that they know that they matter. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, their their experience, their life, their thoughts, their opinions, their voice does matter. And I think one, I think we need to be freed from the notion of having the complete final big story. And that's something that y'all are really great at in your podcast is it's uh, yeah, yeah, that's not what you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's open-ended, if it's in process, then great, that's, it's real. But I think that, you know, one, that we free ourselves from that notion of what a story actually is. But then two, I would encourage those people to, to find someone or find a couple people where they can begin kind of chiseling away at that rock where, you know, maybe it's somebody like you that's really good at questions that can help them to kind of dig into things. Or maybe it's just a, a relationship where uh, that person can just begin to just openly share their thoughts, even if there's no trajectory. Yeah. Because it's in those spaces, the same thing that you mentioned that's happened in y'all's episodes where uh, over the course of sharing something else kind of arises something else develops connections are made and that's you know that's where the story you know really begins to come to life but yeah everybody's voice matters everybody's experience matters everybody's story no matter what they think of it matters because you know god is doing something not just in them but he's called us to function as a body and so God is connecting these <laughs> different moments in each of our stories yeah. in such a way that the more we begin to share them, the more we actually become connected and the more robust our story gets because suddenly our story is now attached to this mm -hmm. one. Yeah. One other thought that I had with, um, and maybe, maybe just kind of suggestion to if anyone's listening and they feel like they don't really have much of a story, not, not so, so much someone that I would like talk to directly, but, if someone was just kind of listening, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think maybe starting to ask people in your life questions, maybe that you would want to be asked mm. and not, not in a way of, uh, <laughs> hoping that the favors returned, you know, mm -hmm. but just kind of like, I don't know, recognizing, huh, if maybe I have these things that I would like to share, but no one's asking, like, am I asking those things? same things you know um because i think it's easy to i don't know just look from the outside in um mm. and just like wreck just feel like man no one's doing no one's reaching out to me in a b or c way um but when we mm -hmm. really look internally and realize like oh i'm not doing that yeah uh towards others you know yeah. and it's kind of like well you're expecting a lot from other people um you know and maybe not holding yourself to the same standard. Um, I don't want to say that all across the board, but right. But yeah, I, mean, I, I think that there are people willing to share with you and willing to uh, take an active interest in you. Um, yeah. And I, I think sometimes it is just a matter of finding people that that are going to play that role in your life. Um, yeah. And maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe just kind of uh, seeking that out. But. Yeah. It's, I don't know why this popped in my head. I don't think there's any connection, but as you were talking Another thing that came to my mind is, you know, recognizing the freedom in what a story is and what a story looks like in the sense that a story very much can be a dialogue between people over the course of 30, 40 minutes, an hour on a podcast. Yeah. A story can look like sitting and, and talking with a close friend. But, you know, you have uh, an entirely other podcast called Holler and Poets where yeah. 
stories are being told through poetry. You know, you mentioned, you know, musicians, musicians telling stories through their music. I know people who tell story through their artwork. And then, you know, somebody could be listening to me saying this and saying, well, I don't feel like I'm a creative person. So I feel like this isn't accessible to me. But, you know, the, a story doesn't have to be poetic. It doesn't have to be eloquent. It doesn't have to be long. A story just has to be real and it just has to be ours. And a story becomes a story the moment that we put it out there. And so if it's just a handful of words that are very structured and, and just like straightforward, but it, it captures a truth about who you are, who God is in your life, that is a valuable story. And so I think, yeah, I just, I want people to know that there is that freedom too, um, that your story can take so many different forms. The key is it's, it's just yours and you're telling it in whatever way you need to tell it. Yeah, for sure. Indeed. Yeah. Well said. Well, you know, before we wrap up, <laughs> this might be a, this, this could easily be a question that could lead to another half hour. <laughs> well, um, I'll try to so keep that in mind and not the, do that. But. Yeah, yeah. So with the, yeah, with the caveat that this is the wrap up thought. You have a story that led to you creating the Let God Die podcast that you shared earlier, and now you've done 117 episodes. Um, you know what is the what is a really quick short story about who God is in your life today as a result of being a part of that experience. Huh. Oh man, you're tossing the question on me that I ask other people. Um, <laughs> see what you're doing. Uh, I'm slick. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that at different points in time, uh, I like uh, I followed God out of fear. Uh, followed God um, because of what He did for me. Um, followed God because of what I thought you know I was doing for Him. But I, I would say it's been probably. The, probably a while now that just like recognizing like, man, I just want to like follow him because of who he is. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if, I don't think that that's like the penultimate, you know, answer to, <laughs> to that question. But, um, I do think a lot about like, all right, like, yeah, why do I follow God? And just, uh, I think that's where I'm at is just like, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not out of what I can get out of it or even just like wanting to see him at work. Um, Mm -hmm. Although I, I trust that I will because I trust that he's good and that he's still active, but not expecting to see that in any form, but just oh, knowing that, you know, he is worthy <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and that he is, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, even if I don't see anything else that he does uh, in my lifetime, just like recognizing that things that he has done in my life and in loved ones' lives, um, it's just like, I feel like um, our existence is grace, you know, mm -hmm. um, and not only our existence, um, you know, the fact that he chose to give Paul Granger life, you know, like mm -hmm. that's, that's not deserved. Um, yeah. and the fact that not only that, I mean, if had you just been a, a creation made by the creator, mm -hmm. like that would be, that would be really cool, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but not only that, but like he made uh, a way for you to, to know him, you know? Yeah. Um, and not only that, but like he, I don't know, just provided Jesus uh, as a sacrifice for you to know him through Christ. Like, I feel like just on so many different levels, it's just like the way the phrase that I usually use is grace buffet. You know, it's mm. just like 
and not in like a self-serving like oh it's it's about us getting but more Mm -hmm. so just like it it points to who he is yeah um so uh yeah I, i think that being a continuing thing of just like um yeah, when I read the Bible too, it's just like, um, what is this saying about who God is? You know, mm-hmm. not just oh, how do where do I find myself in this story? You know, yeah. where uh, I think that is the case often too, but um, more so, just like who is He? You know, and uh, how is He worthy? That's good, and I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Is that that's it? That it's it's all about God. Like all of this, yeah. you know you and I didn't create our podcast because we wanted to become famous or because we wanted to have thousands and thousands of listeners. I'm not even close to that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we didn't do it for any of those reasons. Like, and, and when we tell stories, it's not about, you know, looking good or becoming famous or getting a book deal. Like the whole point of all of this is that there is a God who is powerful and incomprehensible and almighty who for some reason bends down and and reaches out to us yeah um we don't deserve it we're not worthy of it and yet for some reason he decided that he desires to connect with us that he desires us to know him and this is one of the ways that he is showing who he is his character his love his power his presence and so yeah i'm i'm with you in that and and all this i think that's the thing that keeps me going is is i am learning more and more about who this God is, and, and I don't want to stop. Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, for for this time now, but also just for what you're doing for creating the spaces for the over a hundred people that have had the opportunity to share their story, for the hundreds of people who have heard those stories and have been encouraged by them, um, and just for the continuing things that you know you're working on a number of projects. I just appreciate that you are using the gifts that God's given you to point back to him. And it's it's just going to be exciting to see what God does with that walk of obedience. So yeah. thanks, Josh. I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, and thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for doing what you do and sharing your heart too. Um, definitely cool that when I came across your podcast, I was just like, man, I feel like this guy's doing uh, a similar thing to what we're doing, you know, just like with a slightly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> different focus. But um, I was really mm-hmm. excited as soon as I heard the name, you know, and saw the description. So um yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm thankful just uh, <laughs> that these connections were made, you know, through through the internet. Yeah. Honestly, I did not think I would be able to record this, but in a confluence of amazing God-timed events, my baby son went down for a nap, my wife and the other kids went out to play at a playground, and my mother-in-law went out to run some errands, leaving me in a house empty, and I also didn't think I'd be able to record because I'm trying desperately to unload stuff from my computer in the chance that I can take it with me, and it is taking hours. But God worked it out that I could sit here in front of this mic. And as I close out this first season, I just want to express again how grateful I am for the gift of being able to share your stories, the gift of being able to hear your stories, the gift of being able to practice storytelling. And I've got my app up of all the episodes. And 
I wish I could just go through and share how each one encouraged and inspired me. You know, I look back at the gift it was to be able to share the story of how God gave us a home that we weren't even looking for, couldn't even afford, and that it would be impossible to get. And yet, not only did he work that out, but he did amazing things through it. And since that episode, uh, (laughs) our lives utterly changed again, and God called us to another place of trusting him with a crazy, crazy thing, an impossible, impossible thing, which is foregoing our salaries and leaving our home for months to step out in faith, to let God equip and prepare us for, I don't even know what yet, <laughs> but we know that we love our community and we want to serve our community with our lives. And it's like God saying, I'm going to equip you to be able to do abundantly more than you can even expect. I was really encouraging to sit with my friend Chris Lee, and, and he has been a real gift to me over the past year, especially, uh, but beyond that, but where we've been able to walk with each other Uh, through some hard things and walk with each other through God working in powerful ways. And just to hear him share in The Secret to Experiencing God, something that I've been sitting with, that we have so many ways of engaging life, but what God calls us to is love. God is love, and he calls us to love, and that's the secret. And the more we grow in understanding what love actually is, the more we can see how God actually works the unity in the pit episode, you know, being able to sit with a few of my friends, um, hear their stories about trusting God when all seemed lost. And the process myself, how I had been in a, a season where I felt hopeless, and yet God was sitting in the pit with me, <laughs> processing my crazy stay in the hospital, uh, and, and knowing that there was something important about stopping and actually capturing that experience in some kind of a form that could continue on. And being able to go back and listen to that and remember how God had worked in that space. Y'all, I could keep on scrolling. Logan's episode of sharing how God met him through the loss of his father and through alcoholism. Hearing Carolyn share about stepping into obedience and how God created this beautiful revelation out of those 45 minutes that we were together. And, and to hear her continuing to share that even just a week or so ago, hearing how God is continuing to work in that obedience. My friend Tanisha sharing about how God took what looked to her like a mess and gave her a message to share with others. My unemployment story, being able to put those pieces together to see how God actually knew what he was doing from the start. And the same for my wife's unemployment story. Uh, You've heard me mention Aisha's episode over and over, and I love Aisha and her story and how that story is still going. And, you know, the other day, uh, Aisha found herself having to work through some hard things. and, And God put it on my heart to listen to her episode. And then I felt like, you know what, I need to encourage Aisha to listen to the episode. And we both ended up being encouraged. I think this was yesterday. We both ended up being encouraged, re-listening to our dialogue, and more importantly, re-listening to how God worked in that space. Y'all, Kyle and John's stories, so powerful. It took three episodes. You need to listen to all three episodes. The YWAM series, the story of Virginia Beach coming together, that is a wild, wild story. The story of Lawrence and the radical hospitality and transformation. Making space for the Spirit. That episode of hearing how the Holy Spirit can work when we feel like we have nothing to offer. 
Y'all, I could just keep on going, and I'm not going to because this is already a long episode. But look, God is doing something. He is restoring a culture of telling his stories. He is trying to call us back to a culture of being a body together and not being siloed. This podcast is just one small example of that. The Let God Die podcast is another example of that. And there are so many more of people who are realizing God is calling us to tell his stories. God is calling us to remember. Even though this season is ending, this podcast, I don't think, is going anywhere. Season two is going to be a little different. My wife and I are going to be in the midst of this discipleship training school. And our hope is to tell our story week by week of what God is doing. So it's going to be a different format. It's going to be a different experience. But hopefully it'll be the same act of telling the stories of God at work. And so I'll close with this. You are important. You have a story. And that story is not done. But there are pieces of that story that are ready to tell. And maybe it's in a format like a podcast, but maybe it's with that friend. Or maybe it's with that stranger. You know, we never really know what it is God wants us to share and with whom. But if we are practicing, if we are taking little steps and walking in obedience to God, we don't have to know. We just have to know the God who knows. So position yourself. Make yourself willing to share your story if God asked you to. Make yourself willing to trust the storyteller to speak through you as he's done so often in others. Be willing to share your story in whatever spaces God provides and with whoever God puts in your path. Because the master storyteller is doing more than just giving us nice book content. There is a life in those words. There is transformation in those words. And that life and transformation can come through the words that you say. Your story can impact a life. Your story can motivate and inspire. So don't be afraid. Don't diminish yourself. And don't feel the pressure of having to figure it all out. Just say this, God, I know that you are the master storyteller. God, I believe that you are giving me a story to tell even now. And God, I believe that you will tell that story through me. And so I am willing, here I am. Tell my story which is actually your story. And then go about your day and expect God to show up. Look for God to show up. And when he does, ask yourself, where did you see God? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Where Did You See God podcast. And I would love for your stories to be a part of it as well. So there are a number of ways that you can do that. You can check out our Facebook page at Where Did You See God podcast. You can go to anchor.fm slash Where Did You See God, or you can leave a brief voice message at 804-372-3836. I would love to hear your stories. And if the stories you've heard have encouraged you, Uh, Think of someone else who could be encouraged as well and share it with them. The music you've been listening to is You'll Walk, You'll Run by Urban Doxology. They are a solid group and you will love listening to the rest of the music. So check them out. And as always, as you go through your day, 
ask yourself, where did you see God?